0: Try to say one yoseid here in the parsha. We know that it says in the pasuk, "Vayavo Abraham et Sarah Abraham comes from far away, wherever he is, which we'll discuss in a minute, and he comes to say a eulogy for his wife Sarah. Chazal want to know, what does it mean, Vayavor? Where did he come from? Where was he Vayavor? So one of the Midrashim say, Vayavor means that he came from Akedah Yitzchak. He came from Akedah Yitzchak to here, to Hebron, to give the eulogy for Sarai Menuh. The Ramban is bothered that he brings down that Abraham did not come directly from the Akeda to this Hespit. He went in the middle elsewhere before he came to this. Okay? So what does it mean that he came from Akeda to eulogize her? If after Akedah he went elsewhere with Yitzhak. So the Mephoshim says something which I want to try to bring out depth here. What it means in the Medrash that he came from the Akedah, the Sarah, means there was something in the Akedah which made him appreciate something about Sarah, which gave him the Deeper understanding and appreciation for his wife that he was able to make the hesped. That means the akedas Yitzchak had an influence and an impact on his understanding of his wife to be able to make that hesped. And that's what Chazal mean that he came from the akeda to say the hesped. We'll try to understand that point a little bit, but before we do so, it seems that there is another event in the life of Sarah that gave Abraham a certain appreciation of Sarah, which had the influence on the hesped that he gave her. There's a Zohar that says, what was so special about Sarah, that the Torah is very lengthy to talk about her death, and the entire drama of the Kfura and the eulogy. Other great woman, great woman. The other Imahot. The other great woman in Kala Yisrael, great, great woman. The Torah mentions their death briefly. Yet in Sarai Menu, the Torah is lengthy. And the Zod doesn't answer because Sarah Imenu was more special. She had a higher level of nivua than Abraham Avinu even. It doesn't mention that she was unbelievable in Chesed or whatever it is. That means mitzad ma'aseha hatovim, her good deeds. She is similar to the other Imahot in that respect that we shouldn't talk about Her death in such length with the Hespid. There was something else that went on in her life. A different event. A special event. What was that event? The fact that they went to Mitzrayim and she was abducted. And the whole episode with Egypt that she did not Fall at all in that nisayon. She had a nisayon. It seems like she could have went with Paro. She could have became a regular queen and princess in Egypt and left her husband and went into that world. Or the tumah of Mitzrayim could have been attached to her to some degree. Doesn't say exactly what it means in the in the Zohar. She could have been affected by Egypt. And by the fact that she wasn't affected by Egypt, she came out clean, totally clean from there. So therefore, that great thing that took place in her life is what made her special. And it seems that that's what this eulogy is of this tremendous greatness of Sarah, what makes her stand a cut above the rest is the fact that she was able to withstand whatever went on over there in Egypt. So, question number one is, you would think in general, not becoming a lowlife, or not falling into the lowness of Egypt wouldn't make you stand above the rest. It's not talking about her positive uh, achievements. It's talking about not falling. But it seems that this is a very big thing over here. That because of this tremendous achievement, that's what makes us stand above the rest. And that was the influence on the eulogy. But now we also have to understand before we said that there was something in the Akeda which she seemingly had no involvement whatsoever in that. That the Akeda was the point that influenced the eulogy. So how do we fit these two things together? That's the Shaiva. So I want to develop a very, very fundamental insight, which obviously the amount of time doesn't do justice to it, but we'll try to say it, B'kitsa, and you'll try to understand it. You see, HaKadosh Baruch we were talking this morning in the Tefillah we were saying over the Ramchal and Das Tfunits, We were talking about that a Jewish person has a koach ha'avodah. He's built in a tremendous way that he's able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's built in a way that his life could represent service of Hashem. But how do we do it? How do we connect? What were the tools in general? Hashem gave us two tools. He gave us the tool called, the tool called Seichel, Das, understanding. That's one tool. And the second tool that Hashem gave us is called alev, the heart, the emotions, the feelings. And we need to connect our mind and our heart to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a two-part process. Now how does it work? The mind is intellectual. Intellectual can conceive and understand abstract things. So we're thinking about aboveness. We're thinking about olomus. We're thinking about a rabbi nashilaylam. We're thinking about spirituality. We're thinking about things that are above the natural world. For that you need the power of sechel. Because seichel is not confined to... The dimensions of nature, the koyach haavode, the koyach ha'seichel that's given to us, we could perceive things that are spiritual. However, what that is doing, what we call based on the swarm, is bringing lemala lamata. We're bringing heaven here, but then that's the first step. The second step is I have to be passionate. About Avoid the Sashem. The passion and the heart of man is where in the body. All human emotions, all feelings are in his body. Reb Chaim Vital says that we created from four elements: Ruach, Maim, Offer, Eish. That's the human. That's, that's all your emotions. So emotions is part of your body. It's in your physical body. I have to feel the presence of Hashem. I have to feel what I learned that's above. I have to bring it in to the level that I can feel it. And when I feel it, there's a very deep point I'm saying here. When my heart knows it, and my heart understands it, It's not anymore an intellectual conversation anymore. Now it's... Mamish... Taking Olam hazeh and bringing it up there. My whole essence feels it. It's no longer an intellectual conversation. I'm going to try to explain this to you. Because it's very important and very deep. That Avodah Hashem has to get to a point... Where it's past the intellect. So I'll give you an example... The heart is a very, very easy to deceive the heart. It doesn't work with intellect. And that's why there's a concept called pitui Where a person could be mefuteh. He could be seduced against his intellect. Against his smartness and his logic. So let's take an example, okay? You go into a store. Where they sell suits. Okay? Now the salesman is Miguel Bedover, yes? He wants to sell the suit. And the suit costs a lot of money. Let's say it's for or five hundred dollars, right? So you go, you're trying the suit. Trust me, no matter what suit you wear, you're still not gonna look like you know, you're two hundred pounds overweight, you know. And then you go to the mirror and you're looking at it, you ask the salesman, no, how do I look? And the guy says, you are so sharp in that suit that people are going to be looking in the label when you go to shul on Shabbat. And the guy's like, wow, I'll take the suit. So where's the logic there? And then only later, after you came home, you start saying, what was I thinking? The guy, I was gonna walk into the store, gonna spend 250 dollars on a suit. The guy clipped me for $500, telling me that the whole place is gonna be drooling over my suit. And he's the salesman who's making the money. He's no gaming lover. look good in the suit. Why not? That's cause he was mafati and leave. He went to your heart, he didn't talk to your brain. He spoke to your heart. Your heart has a mind of its own. And your heart is convinced that this is the reality. So a heart and a mind are two different things. There's a mind that understands intellectual things and we can have an intellectual conversation. And then we have a heart that feels a certain reality. Okay? So the proper human being, is the proper human being is the one who takes the intellect and brings it into his emotions, and that his heart feels that this world is a place of Gilukh He feels the hashkafa to the point that you can't be mafat to him to feel differently. So, for example, if the hashkafa by me is rock solid, not intellectually. Emotionally it's rock solid by me that life is about learning <coughs> and then I go to the city for whatever reason I have to go to a doctor or whatever it is and I see a whole different world a whole different world over there money is the Abishta. Chavit is the Emishter. Gaif is the Emishter. Taif is the Emishter. That's life. That's living. That's enjoyment. That is life. So if your heart is not strong, then your lave, your heart, will be mefuteh. And then it will touch your heart, and then your heart will just see it that way. Even though Intellectually, you went to a class and you learned all the yud gimel ikrima vemuna and da 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 da. That's in your intellect, but once developed, the world seduces your heart. You're done. So that's why it's only half the picture. The intellect is half the picture. You have to bring it to the heart. Okay. Now, before we go further. I want to explain to you, most of you here, a lot of you here are married, a lot of you are single, but it's important to understand this. This is really, in a nutshell, what a marriage is. The husband is more the one who has the intellect, the learning, the knowledge. He goes through the Rambams and Yud Gimelikrim. He's the one who learns Das Tunis and Dar Hashem. He's the one who does that. And he comes home, and he instills this value to the house. The wife, when she's more nefesh with and and chesed, and and raising the kids, it's not an intellectual thing because she doesn't know intellectual things. She is the lave in the relationship. She is the one who takes that intellect. And puts it. In, it's a feeling. She can feel that the best thing in the world is a dedicated life to Torah, and that brings slaymos to you, because you need to have that in a lamaisa way. That's the relationship between husband and wife. Is the relationship between chokhmah and what we call the bina, which creates the das. This is what we're talking about. The husband is the tzura and the wife is the choyimet. This is the relationship makes solid, the is solid. And then, if you're living that way and your bias is that, and that's the vibe, and the feeling, and it's already nikva and life because you're married and it's in your home and it's your way of life, then when you go to the city for the doctor, they can't mafati, can't get you. But that's your wife helped you with that. You can do that on your own. To some degree you can do it, but not complete. You need the wife for that. So now let's start to go back to the questions we started with and see the oymik here. Sarai menu. She's a woman. The woman, since their whole power is the heart, it's easy to seduce the heart of a woman too. It's all about the leave. When, we, when she went into Egypt, Kafir Madrega, whatever it is, the Chazal are telling us that there was a possibility of Peter Aleph for her. At that time, Abraham Avinu was in debt. He wasn't on a high of his life. She's in the palace of a the king. They're willing to make her the queen of the country. It's a different world. In that world, Sarai Manu's heart was so strong in what the MS is that she cried out to Hashem save me from this this house of Betasohar, to this jail she saw it as glow she saw it as, 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 as a jail because her heart was so strong in what the MS is that all that was going on around her couldn't touch her but that was her test it was a test of the lave. That's when Sarai Menuh's lave became to, to the fullest strength, to the fullest madrega was through that test. And now a woman whose lave is so strong like that affects the husband. In Yitzchak, I mean in Abraham and Yitzchak, when they got tested in the Qaeda, what was that? Abraham was a man of intellect of the highest level. He was a philosopher. He saw Hashem. He deducted it. He was brilliant, brilliant Seichel. If not for his seichel, he would have never made it in life. The Medrash says that before us. pasuk in Koheles attributes Apostle to Koheles that Avram Avinu's chokhmah and seichel was so strong. It was even more powerful than his whole strength was in his brain. And now Hashem comes to you and tells you to do something that's 100% against intellect. A man who his entire Avoida is solely intellectual will not be able to pass that test unless he passionately in his heart Believes that everything Hashem says is ebis, no questions asked, and that's what Avram had to do. Because atayadati, now you reach shlemas, you are able to show that your heart, libabone, your heart is complete, because now it's above intellect, it's a passionate relationship and clarity. With Hashem, that now even the biggest cashes and intellect can't touch you. Where did he get that koach from? That koach was a koach that he got from Sarah, and that's how we're putting the two things together. My from Akedah, when he passed a test in the area of the lave, now he could appreciate more what Sarai menu did for him by her being Misaken, the lave. Where was she reaching the highest level of tikkun Alev? That was in Egypt. And that's the gather of the hespit. That's what makes her stand out. That's the message that the, the Zohar says is in the lave. We need to know in our generation the main test is not in the intellect. That's an old story. It's not masculine. No one is smart enough to even be attacked with this. But what is our problem? Our problem is pitoy halev. You walk out in the streets and you think, your heart starts to feel that that is life. And sitting here day in and day out, Confined to the base measures. Working on a Rashi. Working on a Tosis. Mm. The Pito leave is what we deal with. That's what we deal with. We need to strengthen the Alev. Not good enough. To be able to have the intellectual part of Ashkafa. A lot of people have the intellectual part of Ashkafa. But it takes them nowhere. The next thing they know, they're sucked into the money world in a way that's crazy. of world, Arias world, no big deal. You can have a guy who's using his intellect in Torah. But then he goes home at night to relax and to unwind. He's relaxing and unwinding like a Shagetz. There's no, there's a disconnect between the brain and the heart. We need to figure out a way to strengthen the leiv ha'adam. The Musa has to be practical and down to earth and you have to be able to feel and understand in the language of your heart why this is the happy life. Why this is the prosperous life. Why this is the truest and the most unbelievable way to live. And then you can protect yourself from the PTLF. Obviously, it's a shmuuz in itself. It's late now to start to break down the formula how to go about this. But my point is, we are going through to some degree what Zara'imenu went through in Egypt, and we have to learn from Davot how to deal with these problems and understand what is happening. Not the problem in the intellect; the problem is in the heart. And that's the place where we have to make that void. Stop over here. Ah.